0: Off a of gravel road, yeah, the kind of girl I like. Good Lord Almighty, baby blessings to your mama. She do just had a reason. See the girls just mad the ancient. I found a sexy country princess from the island. She's a Midwest dream with a Playboy body. Oh, good Lord Almighty.
1: Alright Guys, welcome back to the Razor Rowdy podcast. We're here today at Jurgles and your host Nikki T, and I'm here with Mr. Sam Grow. What's up? Yeah, dude, thanks for uh A, coming to Pittsburgh. Hell yeah, second time here in Jurgles, dude. I love this place. Yeah, great venue. Um, thank Jurgles for letting us hang out here. And uh, man,
0: I can't wait for the show tonight, dude. I'm so excited. Last time we were here with Cadillac 3, and it's yeah. This room just got a cool vibe man you can't buy a vibe and it just has it yeah yeah it's great
1: so yeah let's talk about like your recent tours so you've been on the road all summer yeah you were opening up for
0: the cadillac three yeah which is freaking awesome one of our favorite bands yeah one of my favorite bands too man it's uh <laughs> one of the coolest tours that we've ever been blessed to be a part of i was so excited and i learned so much from those guys too i think every night all of us pretty much stood side stage and just took notes you know? <laughs> so yeah we love those dudes yeah great
1: band and so let's talk about music wise so i know you just uh just had some great news yeah let's let's talk about uh yeah talk about that.
0: man so after we got off tour with cadillac three and then we went on tour with randy hauser for a little yeah. while and then after randy we went on tour with uh, colt ford yeah and uh he ended up playing actually the place that we're playing tomorrow we're playing in fredericksburg virginia awesome and uh it's the spot that i ended up meeting colt ford um he had one of my buddies taylor phillips who's written hurricane for luke Combs Brand. and a whole bunch of songs are came down and everything yep. but um taylor happened to be on the bus and he was like hey man i saw that you're the opener this weekend for colt he's like why don't you come up on the bus and write a song with us so i got up there wrote a song and colt was like hey man uh i think i'm gonna watch you guys set after you know we're done i, I want to come see you play yeah. So he walks, He walked out there, watched his jam, and kind of like how it happens in the movies, he was <laughs> like, hey, you know, once you're done, uh, come up on the bus and, and hang out. I want to talk to you about something. So I got up on the bus, and he asked me why I hadn't signed with any majors or anything yet, and I told him my story. I moved to Nashville four years ago and uh, signed a pub deal real early, I mean, days into being there, and uh, was blessed enough to get to go and, and write with a whole bunch of people, and then Olay was the publishing company. They did a showcase, and we did a showcase for all the major labels. Everybody was there. Um, but I've had the same band members, the core of my band, um, a bass player, a guitar player, and drummer. They've been with me for 10 years or more. And uh, when I signed you know, that publishing deal and then started doing the showcases, all of the labels wanted me to change my band. And uh, I said no. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the nicest. I don't know if... You have kids to listen to this thing, so I won't <laughs> say what I really said. But, yeah. you know, that's that I, in other words, that's how I said it. And uh, so I just kept moving on, and Colt was like, hey, you know, I'm not going to do that to you. I just feel like more people should hear your music. Just tell me what you want. I'll give you anything you want if you'll come and sign with my, my label. So uh, we did, man. Uh, a few weeks ago, I saw my record deal. Super excited. Now we're in the studio making a new record.
1: Absolutely. Dude, I saw that, and I was so stoked. Thanks, man. Because, again, like w- one of our favorite music and kind of that music that doesn't necessarily get as much
0: push as it should yeah. you know and the stuff that we want to see at the forefront of country music yeah dude southern rock and that southern soul yep. stuff man it just doesn't get as much exposure as it should yeah it should and thankfully colt just believes in it you know, yeah so.
1: and he's building a stable of great artists too man i mean dude, anybody, adam
0: wakefield's down
1: there just signed
0: uh carter winter carter winter yep. yeah and uh i mean aside from that he him and brantley started it together yeah. so that's really was the start of average joe's was him and brantley gilbert and, yeah I mean, all the people along the way, he signed low cash first. He signed a whole bunch of people
1: before yeah. anybody else did. You know? Right. Yeah, Good ear and everything I've heard about him is that he's, like, the best dude in the industry. Every
0: He's exactly what you see is what you get. There is no fake front, and uh, he's genuinely one of the nicest guys that I've ever met. I mean, we've all had uh, some downs in the last, you know, couple months too. Joe's son had uh, surgery. Colt and the VP at the label Forest have been calling him like every day and checking on him. When I lost my dad, Colt called me and texted me every single day. There's not many uh, presidents of a label that are going to take time, especially touring as much as Colt tours, right. going to take as much that much time out and talk to his artists. That's just why I feel like I definitely picked the right family and the right yeah. home. You know. That's, that's awesome. It, yeah. It, it, I definitely feel like that's a good fit. Oh, and it's dude. kinda
1: He is a advocate for the people that are a little bit different. Oh, yeah. You know what 100%. I mean? And I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, man. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, man, let's talk about your
0: grassroots movement that you started in uh, Southern Maryland and how yeah. you guys started kicking this thing off. And uh, it started, I was 16. Um, there was a studio in, uh, I'm from Mechanicsville, Maryland, which is like right on the Maryland, Virginia line. Mm-hmm. Real small, uh, 1,500 people. And um, there's a studio in Waldorf, Maryland, which is actually where a band called Good Charlotte is from. Oh yeah, I know and, Good uh, <laughs> So yeah, we, I went over there and was recording, and it was just me and my acoustic at 16, and the guy who was recording was like, man, we should try to get a band on this, you know? So we called Gene, and uh, my bass player. Gene came in, was playing bass and listening to the songs, and he was like, hey, you know, we should write some more songs, and you should really try to go and play some shows. I didn't know anything about playing at all back then. So we called Mike and then my first drummer, Ernie, and uh, we just started going out and hitting it, man. We, we made a, a full-length record. I sold 30,000 copies of it, <laughs> and uh, we just kept, you know, selling and touring and as much as we could. And uh, then we got to where we're playing about 255 dates a year. Yeah. And my drummer, original drummer, has two kids, two sons. So uh, he was like, man, I just I can't. I need to watch my kids grow up. Yeah, and and came in the best and worst decision of my life, Joe, <laughs> two years ago. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so yeah, it's it's been that way ever since. And then we've since then we've added on Matt Henshaw, for a house, and then Matt Watson uh, is my other guitar player.
1: Yeah, it's great too. Like it's cool to see the movement and like the grassroots thing, and there's a lot of bands that have been coming up that way now. Dude, I think it's it's, a different way than a lot of people try to do it, but I think if you have that behind you and you have that fan base that you built from the ground up, they're going to be with you forever.
0: I think it's longevity that way. You know, there's so many people that, especially in Nashville, that come to town and really I call it chasing glitter where the guys are really coming in as artists and they're coming in getting a record deal they've never toured they never played any shows before they've never done anything and they're signing that deal and jumping on a tour bus and i feel like they skipped over so much important shit when they yeah. you know go right from that and then when you have bands like cadillac or bands like randy hauser we've all started in our separate cars and then moved yeah. to hands and then moved to you know like so i just i feel like there's something special in that and also meeting people along the way and you really appreciate a person three times as more when you're playing in a bar and there's only five of them there and they're yeah. reaching in their pocket to come out and see you specifically. I think it creates a different relationship as that's why I don't call my fans fans. I call them family. Yeah. yeah? I think it really makes something special happen. And I think when you treat fans like that, that's how you get those lifelong fans. Oh man. You yeah. Know? I mean, we wouldn't be here without them. Right. No, but none of us. Like we have all these award shows we have all these different things and i think it's the funniest thing ever because none of it is possible without that person who works all week long and decides hey at the end of the week when they get that check i want to go buy this record or i want to go buy this concert ticket or i want to buy this t-shirt without y'all without anybody you know it's we don't exist so
1: yeah and that's i mean that's where we started grassroots fans you know we're just big fans of music and trying to figure out how we can help the people that we love get to where they want to go faster. Yeah, man. I'm so
0: stoked to know you guys, man. And the more I, like, learn about your story and and how you guys are, it's it's just your team and movement is so real and genuine. It's not like, you know, you started out coming in because you were getting comp tickets. You guys literally come in, bought tickets, and are really here. And the cool part is you find the people who need the platform. You're not jumping on a bandwagon. You're finding the ones that need the platform. So it's an honor to get to talk to you and hang with you guys. Uh, Man, seriously,
1: it's great, great seeing you guys live, man. And if you haven't been to a show, you guys need to see Sam and the guys live. That's, and I I think uh, when I'm looking at your music, the last EP that you put out is just like a live show banger. Oh yeah, you know, just like when you put that out, I was like, oh, I want to see these songs live. Thanks, man. And I can't wait for the album, man. I know. uh, I know you've been putting a lot of songs out on social media. So if you don't follow Sam, follow him on Instagram specifically,
0: but yeah. all social media. Yeah, it's, and, it's cool. Uh, Average Joe's lets me leak all that stuff out, man. Yeah, so they're all about it. So dude,
1: it's cool too, and it, and that really again, that that's another layer for the fans right Mm -hmm. so you can say oh i knew that song or oh i heard a clip from that song and then they can they can sing part of it with you if you're playing it out live or or when it comes out on the next record Mm -hmm. yeah it's so it's kind of neat and i really dig that i think it's a a thing that again a lot of the major labels don't let that happen right they won't even let them play them out
0: live sometimes (laughs) (laughs) before it happens oh yeah dude they're super secretive about it which i just think is so old school man like yeah you have social media it's uh, I mean, those people who are taking the time to click the follow button, they legit want to see what's going on and what's going on with your music. Yep. Why wouldn't you use that as a platform? Because, you know, you can put a song out and people might be like, eh, you know, or you can watch the numbers and people be like, eh, I'm not really feeling that song. Right. So why am I going to put it on the record? if My people don't like it. Yeah. You know, so it, it helps. I, I love that they let me do that.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the story of your
0: first guitar, too. I think
1: yeah, I've, I've seen that other places, and I think it's a really cool story. Yeah,
0: man. Um, it's, a, it's become a very sensitive and, and awesome thing for me now. Uh, September 11th, the day before my dad's 68th birthday this past September, he passed away. And um, most people, when they talk about their biggest inspiration in music, They'll list off, you know, a famous guitar player or a famous singer. My dad was my biggest influence in music, period. And, uh, I mean, we spent the majority of our time. He didn't talk much. You know, he's just an old blue collar. My dad had me when he was 40 years old. So he's just an old blue collar boy. And, uh, you know, when we hung out, we'd listen to the radio. And uh, it got 14, 15 years old, and I was watching other kids start to play. And I was like, man, I want to learn how to play. So I went to my dad and was like, hey. Uh, I'd like to get a guitar, and, uh, you know, like I said, he worked hard for everything. Every dollar was earned, and, uh, he goes, well, you know, borrow one from one of your friends. Learn some music with some substance, like, he's like, if you come back and you play me Green Day or any of that shit, I'm not gonna buy you a guitar. (laughs) He's like, learn some music with some substance, and, uh, and I'll get you one, so, Went back, played uh, a couple songs. One of my dad's favorite was Elvis. So I tried playing an Elvis song. That was a huge mistake. <laughs> like, nobody's ever going to be Elvis. So he was like, right. go back learn something else. And uh, so I sang a Sam Cooke song, um, Bring It On Home, which I still play to this day quite a bit. And uh, he was like, man, let's let's go get you one. And uh, that, was, that was how I earned it. I sang some Sam Cooke, and my dad got me a guitar.
1: Yeah. So It's a great story. And Thanks, man. I, yeah, it's it's one of the things that, yeah again, just real life stuff man yeah, and dude. good good family and you know the way you're raised and Thanks, that's a big man. part about Thanks, dude. what I, I think makes you successful
0: you know the music for me there's I'd say it all the time to every song I sing there's normally or absolutely a story attached to it you know Yeah. Um, otherwise I would just feel like I'm a liar up yeah. there, you know um, and that's what got me into country music was the honesty and the, and the stories the real stories you know so
1: yeah and the uh, other thing I love seeing is like when you're uh, doing the like the live or stuff from the studio, seeing you work with, who are you uh, in the studio working with for the album?
0: Oh, God, man. Uh, we've worked with everybody in, in the album. Uh, Colt's going to do some stuff on, on the album, and the guy that's uh, actually recording the album with us right now is a guy named Jacob Rice when I first moved to town he started doing all my demos and everything nice. so now he finally gets to be my producer oh, that's and then awesome. my band is the band that plays on the record yes. which which I love you know i know that that sometimes gets missed by people
1: too when they're not realizing that the band doesn't get to play on a lot yeah, of the I mean, records none of, none of them do in yeah. nashville
0: it's set and nothing against session players you know there's amazing ones right. but uh, i just feel like for me what i play live is what i want people to experience on yeah. a record too it's it's actually that solo is actually played by Mike Stacy or Matt Watson and that's what they get to watch live you know? right um, I just think it makes it more special
1: yeah and that's cool and I, I love that I love hearing that because again that's something that if you're an outsider you
0: don't really realize mm-hmm. you know I'll do when I locked in with my first deal at Olay there was no chance I wasn't able to let any that's why in publishing deals you normally are like, and label deals, you normally get a certain amount of time where it's firm, where you can't get out of the deal. And then third year is their option, fourth year is our option, and that's why in my fourth year I was like, "See you guys later." Yeah. I just didn't feel like I got to do anything that I wanted to do. Unfortunately, I signed it young enough to where i got out i could still you know take care of yeah, stuff do things yeah. yeah do what you wanted to yeah. do i wasn't trapped yeah you
1: know? <laughs> well and, and that's a lot of the learning time right and you're yeah. a road warrior you guys like you said are on the road a lot dude, oh, yeah, do constantly kicking shows yeah. and that's when you gel as a band but that's when you really learn your craft too. oh yeah you dude, know, it's dude. a I practice understand. every night yeah you know yeah learning what people like when you play a new song you can see if they're into it
0: you yeah. know what i mean i mean we'll learn stuff tonight it's and especially when you do like the opening stuff You know every band's crowd is a different crowd you know like a cadillac three crowd it's going to be completely different from a walker you know yep crowds
1: and that's that's kind of cool too like that you see okay what works here do we Mm -hmm. have to change our set based on the market oh yeah change your set based on who you're opening up for Mm -hmm. And, again, that's when you're on the road, that's the only time you're learning that. You can't learn that just playing rounds in
0: Nashville. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That's not how you do it. Dude, literally last night we learned very quickly that Connecticut does not know a lot about 90s country music. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll never do that ever again in Connecticut. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That's uh, it's it's one of those things too. It's I, I mean, I just travel mostly regionally, and then of course down to Nashville. Yeah. But even in, I mean, here in Cleveland are very different markets, oh, and yeah. then you go to Columbus, and it's a very different market. Oh, dude, Columbus is so awesome. It's, Columbus is great, dude. It's freaking yeah. great. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny too, because like when I'm out in Columbus at a show, like specifically like Bluestone or even
0: Flanagan's. Flanagan's yeah, like is great. Dude, when we play Bluestone next, uh, we're supposed to play there in January. You got to come Hell out. Hell yeah,
1: man. absolutely, man. Right. Yeah, I'll be yeah. there. Come on.
0: Yeah, that's uh,
1: – Bluestone's one of those venues where people have – I've seen probably artists ten times, and when you see them play there, they kick so much ass. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that crowd is – there's just something about the energy in that place. Yeah, dude, it's –
0: Normally, if they're – huge like college football towns yeah they're extra enthusiastic on music too and it's always like pro the underdog yeah if you're like just under the cusp in any of those like college towns dude it's the energy's unbelievable yeah Yeah. and yeah
1: columbus is a great city i actually have a lot of friends out there we go to a big festival out towards that area Ohio's
0: great i love it
1: and there's so many country people out there. Just oh, yeah. like if you're talking about, you know, where you're from or Ohio, that's not somewhere where if you're from the south that you would think is country. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's country, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Hell, yeah. There's, there's so country much, everywhere.
0: I tell people all the time there's there's even more country above the Mason. De- like, have you ever been to Delaware before? Yeah. yeah dude, like, <laughs> people are like, oh, that's a Yankee state. No, it's not, bro. <laughs> like, it is all fields. Like, there's yeah. nothing in Delaware. Yeah. And they love their country music there, you know.
1: Yeah. And that's one of the cool things about the the market expanding and getting bigger as it has been over the last, say, 10 years yeah. is you're starting to see those pockets and you're starting to see where you can play. Yeah. And it's kind of neat, too, with, like, Spotify and iTunes. Yeah. You can see where your people are listening. So yeah, you know man. where to go or you know, you know what's going to work.
0: I've so embraced this digital world, like, a long time ago. Yeah. You know? And, like, now I'm glad that it's becoming more and more a thing, like... Nothing against country radio, but that's – used. and I have plenty of buddies in iHeart. Right. And they'll tell you themselves, it used to be a place – they got into radio because it used to be a place for artist discovery. Yeah. And now they can't do that anymore. Yeah. Now they have to play the same 45 songs over and over again. So then when Spotify opens up and Amazon opens up and Pandora opens up – Now people like you and me, we can jump on there and find all these new bands. Yeah. Because imagine if all we could listen to was iHeartRadio, we wouldn't know who Cadillac 3 is. Right. You
1: know, like. That's for me as a fan, that's when, like, I really open up. Hell yeah, man, me too. You know, just when I could say, oh, what's this? Oh, what's like this? Yeah. Oh, these are like this? Yeah. Oh damn, I love this. What's like this, yeah. you know? And
0: it's just And then they going down the, the damn wormhole. playlist for you. They yeah. just keep sending you new shit all the time. It's <laughs> yeah. like this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it's know? like
1: here's a 10-year-old song that you're going to love. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, I'll pay $14 for this. Yeah. I'm all about it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, it's neat. I think that's one of the things So, like like you said, it's hard to sell albums now, but it's easy to get easier to get fans yeah because you can have fans before you hit an area yeah you know you yeah, can go yeah. to a market that you've never been in and people yeah. can
0: be singing your words it's about this you. dude it's about yeah. playing the shows like for me all my music is is a poster you yeah know? like what posters used to be back in the day yeah now my music is that to where people listen to it and be like man dope i want to go see that guy yeah when he's playing at gerbils. i yeah. want to go see that you know it's just me having a new avenue i don't care if you burn it steal it whatever i don't care as long as you listen to it and you like it and you come out to the live show that's all i care about yeah you, know? you can
1: take a youtube video and
0: download that yeah, track I, yeah yeah. I, yeah, exactly i do not care <laughs> yeah telling all y'all listeners right now yeah <laughs> burn and steal all my shit it's okay <laughs> well and i
1: think that's it like you have to embrace that you in the, today's day and age that you can get your music to so many people yeah you might not be able to sell as much of it but hopefully, they come to your shows. Yeah. And even if 100 people take it and only 10 come to the shows, if they're coming to the shows and they're buying the T-shirt, yep. you know what I mean? they exactly. are winning. Yeah. And, and the thing that I think it's easier to do is to make those lifelong fans like you're talking about. Yeah. The people that in 10 years are still going to be coming and seeing your shows. Yeah. You know? And 100%. that's, I think, this time period, this last
0: 10 years, you've been able to build that faster than you have in other areas. Oh, yeah. 100%, dude. Yeah. 100%. And that was more... I just feel like one of my favorite things is I love – of course, my dad loved old country, so I used to evaluate and, like, study all the old country guys. And Kenny Rogers was sitting and doing an interview one time, and he was like, you know, every time I came to a split in my career where I could take an easy road or I could take a harder road, I took the harder road. And he said, and that's why I'm Kenny Rogers. He's (laughs) like, because I literally – just continued to slowly climb. Yep. He's like, because I would watch all my buddies, all the other buddies that you probably don't know about, take those easier cuts, and they go like this, and then boom, gone, you know? Yep. So, man, I think substance,
1: substance is easy to see yeah. in the long run. Oh, yeah. Might not be in the short term. 100%. But in the long run, that's what is easy to see, who has the substance we, and who, is, who exactly. is doing what they're supposed to do.
0: Exactly. You look at artists like, I mean, We talk about a lot, but Cadillac 3, Eric Church, Brooks and Dunn, they can sing those songs and they can do those songs for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And it's because it's real. Yeah. You know? like, And there's not a lot of artists out there that are going to be able to sing what they're singing today in 20 years. Yeah. It's just not going to happen.
1: Right. You know? And that's one of the things, too, that I think, like, when we talk to some other artists, they're like, you know what? bands like the Cadillac 3 make me realize that you don't need mainstream radio play in every market to be able to do this for a living and to do it well right. and to make a good living off You'll of do. it yeah. I'm
0: freaking proof I'm telling you right now I've been on the road with major deal artists and I've been on the road with Cadillac 3 and I'm telling you right now Cadillac 3 outsold a lot of those major artists yeah. in a ton of those markets yep. and they're real legit hardcore buy everything sing every word kind of fans I mean shit I'm one of them you yeah. know so
1: <laughs> yeah and and I think that's, it's cool to see a band like that and to see the bands they take out yeah. so it's great like you that's yeah. one of the ways we learned about you one of the ways is like Eric Dylan, who yeah. I learned about He's through the Cadillac 3 yeah amazing songwriter album's great incredible yeah writer, dude. And it's funny, like when you see TC3 take someone on the road, it's like a check mark. You're like, that's one of the bands, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's funny too, because there's some other bands that are like that too. But when when you see TC3 take someone out, you're like, yep, that's a stamp of approval right there. You know? It's, It's cool to see that. And I think your music fits with their music very oh, well. Yeah, dude. It was, I uh, mean, it's both in the Southern rock world. Yeah,
0: to date, it's my favorite tour yeah. that I've ever been on. And it was because I legit could learn. Because they do, you know, I, I really should say we do what they do. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we got to see how they present it to a crowd, you know. And they do, man. And no night is ever the same. You could go to three Cadillac 3 concerts – in a row, and you're going to see something different every single night, you know? And it's
1: uh, I think there's a ton of overlap with their fans and your fans, so that's oh, yeah. a good showing ground for you
0: too. I've never been more nervous in my life, dude, because they're cult, man. Yeah. Like anybody who follows Cadillac is super cult. And when we went out there and played, you can ask any of the guys in the band. I was like, man, we better not suck. If we <laughs> if we don't bring everything we have right now, it is not going to be good for us, yeah. you know. And uh, fortunately, everybody embraces and they have so many like forums and stuff. And of course, I know about them because I'm a Cadillac fan. Right. So. I went on and read some of the comments back, and I was so happy that they dug us. You know? Yeah, it's, I'm thankful for it.
1: It's funny. I have uh, some friends that are. We're actually seeing TC3 tomorrow. Hell yeah, dude! So we are I, at uh, tomorrow? They're at the Thirsty Cowboy, oh, in Med- God, Medina. Crazy. Yeah, they just wanted out. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah, and uh, I have some friends that are. We're meeting again, diehard, you know, Ohio people, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, come out tonight and like hang with us." And I'm like, "I'm seeing Sam," yeah. and they're like. If it wasn't Sam, I'd be mad. Yeah. You know? They're like, oh, hell yeah. but Thanks. it's Sam, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. So, and again, like, that's good hearing from these yeah, people. Yeah. You know, like, hell these yeah. people that are diehard fans yeah. of music and rock music and country music yeah. in
0: that wheelhouse of where your music exists. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Dude, I'm so psyched for you to hear the new record. Yes. It's got so much stuff. And. Uh, when it's done, like I said, I'm going to shoot you some stuff. Over Heck, there yeah. So you can let me know what you think about Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. I love that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for, for being here. I don't want to keep you too much longer to let you guys get your your drinks in before the show. Yeah, yeah dude. Thank you so much for having <laughs> us, man.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate you and all
1: your people, dude. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. And – uh this nigga T, and we'll see you in the front row. Oh, You're the, yeah, the kind of girl
0: I like. Good Lord Almighty, baby, blessings to your mama. She you just had a reason. See the girls just mad to ain't ya? I found a sexy country princess from the island. See some Midwest dream with a Playboy body. Oh, good Lord Almighty.